Hey, 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 hold on, hold on. Gather around, everybody. Listen up. I got a story to tell. Tell, tell. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Rico Lane, and thank you for checking in to the Blessed Money Podcast, where we help you build your relationship with Christ by sharing blessings and testimonies on Bible scriptures that is manifested in everyday people's lives like yourself. If you have ever found a Bible difficult to understand, struggle with your faith, or simply wonder why Christians believe the way that they do, then this podcast is definitely for you. I believe that if we can show you that the Bible is made real in our personal lives today, even though it was written so many years ago by so many different authors, then you just may change the way you view the Bible. It may even spark your curiosity on the Bible or Christ, and I know without a doubt, if you seek Christ, you will find him. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And oh yeah, don't forget, be a blessing and share your testimony. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the wonderful and powerful name of Jesus. I thank you for an opportunity for me to be used by you, Lord. I thank you for an opportunity to be a vessel to share your word. I pray that as I discuss your word, that it is all you and none of me. I also pray that the listeners' ears, their eyes, their hearts, and their minds are open so that they hear the truth, they know the truth, and they understand the truth. And anything that may not be the truth, I pray that you take it away from their memory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. What's up? What's up? What's up? Man, I always wanted to say that. Growing up as a kid, I used to always watch Martin Lawrence, man. I remember being in high school kicking with my homegirl, Marilyn, in the lunchroom. And we used to reenact Martin and do out the shows. And I always wanted to do that little call sign he did when he was on the radio station. And me sitting here with my headphones on and the microphones in front of me, I just had to bring my inner Martin out. So Martin, please forgive me. Don't sue me. I just had to get that out, man. Matter of fact, quick story about Martin. For those of y'all who know me, you know I grew up without a dad or not knowing my actual real dad. So the person I thought was my dad was actually, you know, my sister's dad. I thought he was my dad as well. And when him and my mom broke up, I found out he wasn't my dad. And so that was kind of heartbreaking for me. So I kind of stopped trusting men and stuff. And I saw different men come in and out of my mom's life. And I guess it got to the point where, you know, I just had to depend on myself to figure out what it means to be a man. So I would turn to stuff like actors and rappers and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And Martin Lawrence was somebody I really looked up to because he was so funny and he was so successful in his show. And then when he did the Martin show and he just kind of showed the love that him and Gina had, he made it cool to like love your woman. And so then I also really looked up to DMX as well because he had like that rough edge. And so in my mind, I was like the perfect mixture of DMX and Martin Lawrence. And it kind of worked out for me with the women too, you know, because I can make them laugh and we have a good time together, but they also kind of felt protected with me. And so... It was sad that I had to look to those kind of things as a, as a for a dad, but it kind of worked out for me. But when I got to high school, my mom did meet my stepdad. So a lot of times you may hear me say I didn't have a dad when actually I did have a stepdad. I just met him later in life. And at this point, I was kind of at the point where I really didn't trust man anymore. So I just looked at him like another guy that my mom was talking to. And so our relationship wasn't as close as it could have been. It wasn't as close 
as his, his relationship with my sister and my brother was, but we were cool and all. It's just that I was just kind of at the age where I didn't really want to hear anything or listen to anybody else. But one thing he did do for me was teach me how to drive. I do. That is one of the memories I have of him. And I thank him for that. And matter of fact, what I want to do is just give a quick salute to all the step parents, the step dads, the step moms, because it's a thankless job. I'm a, I'm a step parent myself. And a lot of times, you know, we don't really know the balance between what we can and what we cannot do. And a lot of times you have that fear of, oh, you're not my dad and that kind of stuff. But we put in a lot. And matter of fact, God himself placed value in step parents. If you think about it, Jesus had a stepdad. God sent the angel down to tell Jesus' stepdad, hey, go ahead and marry his mom. This is the son of God. And so that just shows you the importance that step parents have in people's lives. So for all y'all step parents out there, I salute you. Keep doing what you do. Take the job serious. If nobody else, thank you. Rico, thank you. Well, today I have the privilege of interviewing my stepdad, and he's going to give his testimony. And his testimony is all about being delivered from cigarettes. And so the scripture that we're going to be talking about today is 1 Corinthians 6, verse 12. It goes a little something like this. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. All right, so before my stepdad share his testimony, and, bef and before I even talk about the scripture, let me explain something called Christian liberty. Now, Christian liberty is just a simple term that says believers of Christ are free to do things that are not condemned in the Bible because of the price Jesus paid when he died on the cross for our sins. An example of Christian liberty includes stuff like, you know, watching movies and Christians with tattoos, Christians that had plastic surgery, smoking, drinking, smoking cigarettes, drinking alcohol or wine, you know, that kind of stuff, stuff that's not really spelled out as, hey, God says you shall not do this. And, it, and it's legal, but what Paul is saying, it just may not be good for you. It may not be in your best interest. And it, does, it doesn't even have to be things like, like cigarettes or alcohol. It can be something like sweets, candies, donuts, cookies, that kind of stuff. Because if you overdo it, that can have negative effects as well. And so I understand people have different opinions when it comes to Christian liberty. Because like on one end of the spectrum, you got the people who are so sin conscious that everything is condemned by the Bible. You can't dance. You can't have fun. You can't wear certain clothes. You can't do this. You can't do that. And that just turns people off. But then you got the people on the other end of the spectrum who like, you know what? I can do anything because Jesus saved me. My, I believe in Christ and I'm all good. So I can just keep doing whatever. And they try to use grace as a pastor keeps sinning. And we know the Bible teaches us that that's not the case. You cannot use, you cannot disgrace grace that way. And so for me, if it's not specifically condemned in the Bible, that the Holy Spirit will let you know what is not good and what is good for you. And if you feel it in your heart, if something inside of you telling you is wrong to do it and you still do it, then that's a sin. Whether it's a sin for somebody else or not, whether it's called out, if you know your heart is wrong to do it and you decide to do it, then it's a sin. So, for example, me personally, I like to have a drink from time to time. And before I would say, I'll admit, I used to drink to get drunk. I used to drink to intentionally get drunk. I may go to a bar or whatever, hang out with my friends, and we just keep drinking, keep drinking, and get drunk. And the Bible make it clear that we're not supposed to be drunk. 
It makes it clear we need to be sober-minded because we open ourselves up to be attacked by the enemy. But it doesn't say you, you're not supposed to drink at all. And you know, you got the, all those famous scriptures about Jesus turned water to wine and all that kind of stuff. But so for me personally, I don't believe that having you know, a beer or some wine with your, with your dinner or something from time to time again, I don't believe that's a sin. But however, the moment the Holy Spirit tells me differently, then... I'll ask God to deliver me from this. I'll ask God to take it away from me. So transitioning back to 1 Corinthians 6 verse 12, Paul is warning believers against abusing Christian liberty. Because if you do this, you can fall back into sinning without even realizing it. See, Paul used a statement that although it may be lawful for me or although you may be allowed to do certain things, it may not be in your best interest or it may not be good for you. And so for those of y'all who don't really follow the Bible or don't really believe in the Bible yet, a great example of this is smoking cigarettes. So you don't have to believe in God to know that it's unethical or not illegal to smoke cigarettes. However, you also know the side effects of smoking cigarettes. You can get cancer. You can get addicted to it. Your bank account take a hit because it can be expensive. And all of those things are not good, in my opinion. You know, if you ask me, those are not some good things. So although you, by law, you can do it, although the Bible doesn't tell you not to do it, it may not be in your best interest to do that. And this is where we get to my stepdad, Carrie's blessed testimony. You're going to hear him talk about how he asked God to take it away, how he tried to do it on his own, and then he failed at doing it on his own, but he let go and he let God. And when he did that, a miracle happened. So I'm not going to spoil the story for you. We're going to take a quick break, come back, let my stepdad tell his testimony, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Like what you hear so far? This podcast is made possible by listeners just like you. You can support the show by purchasing a copy of the Blessedimony book or apparel on Amazon.com. The proceeds help us to continue to deliver the Blessedimony ministry. You can continue the conversation on blessedemony.com or on the Blessedemony app, available on both Apple and Google's Play Store. We would love to hear your thoughts on the show or your testimony on today's scripture. Thank you for your support, and now back to the show. I was a young guy uh, working at a grocery store, you know, young guy, like I said. A friend of mine, uh, we both were stock boys at the grocery store, so, you know, during one night we were stocking the store up, we started. We actually started out smoking cigars, which was, you know, really strong for us. We did that for a couple of weeks, and then we kind of kind of progressed over or changed over to, to cigarettes. At the time, I was about about 19 years old when I first started to smoke. And, uh, of course, that went on for a number of years. Uh, the smoking, like I said, stopped smoking cigars, converted to cigarettes uh, at 19 continued to smoke, continued to smoke, knowing it was a terrible habit, but as a young guy who thought it was pretty cool, you know, smoking thought it was pretty cool. Uh, anyway, continued to smoke um, for a number of years, and, you know, at some point, I forget how old I I think maybe 10 years, 15 years later, uh, I started to pray. You know, I didn't want I didn't want to smoke no more. You know, I started feeling bad. I could feel my chest beating a certain way, and you know, just the smell of the, the cigarette that left in your clothes. I just started to, a lot of that stuff started to change. I mean, I didn't want to, I didn't want to smoke anymore. I didn't want to deal with all that anymore. So anyway, I still continued to smoke. It was pretty difficult 
to stop smoking. Of course, you can say something, but, you know, you got to put some action behind it. So, again, I, I still pray, but one particular time I said, you know what, I'm just going to go cold turkey. This was me. This was just me by myself. I'm going to stop. I don't want to smoke. So I had a pack of cigarettes, well, half a pack of cigarettes uh, at work one day, and I was leaving work. I told a coworker of mine, I said, here, here you go, man. I'm, I'm done. I gave him the cigarettes, gave him my lighter. You know, I'm done. I quit. You know, again, I want to say, I want to really stress this. This was just me trying to quit by myself. So anyway, I quit. Well, yeah, again, I quit. Uh, it lasted maybe, maybe two weeks. And of course I started back. You know, went to the club. When you hang out in certain areas and that stuff is that's what's going on at these places, then it's you just slide right back into the crap that you, you know, said you didn't wanna that I didn't want, no longer wanna do. Uh so anyway, pick the habit back up, continue to smoke, continue to smoke. Uh, at that particular time I was almost thirty years old. Anyway, a little more time went on. I'm gonna say about another mm, probably about another ten years went by, still smoking, still smoking. And at this particular time, I was like, man, I'm, I'm really fed up now. Lord, then I start praying about it. Lord, please just take these cigarettes from me. Started to pray about it because I knew I couldn't do it after, you know, what I had already tried didn't work. So, of course, my prayers intensified. Lord, please help me. But I'm still smoking now. But still, you know, still pray about it. You know, lay down at night, feeling chest, feeling funny. Pray, man, I don't smoke. I'm tired of smoking. So, again, continue to smoke, continue to smoke, continue to pray, continue to pray. So one particular night uh, before I went to sleep, I, I, had a, I had a half pack of cigarettes again, and I prayed real hard this particular night. Lord, I'm just, I'm tired of these cigarettes. So anyway, I, I fall asleep. And we hours of the morning, uh, I believe God or an angel touched my hand. And when, when my hand was touched, it immediately opened my eyes and to see the position of my wife's hands. And there was no way uh, uh, for her to have touched me the way I was touched. So I think God was showing me that it's not your wife who, who touched you. But anyway, after I was touched um, that particular night, when, like I said, I had cigarettes that night. When I got up in the morning after, you know, I had fallen back asleep, after I had gotten up, I had zero desires to smoke and I had cigarettes, but no desire uh, whatsoever to smoke. And uh, again, that was just all God that took that from me, just like it was instant. Notice even from that day to this day, I have zero. I can go by people that smoke or sit around somebody that's smoking and have no desire. So, you know, I know there's, I don't know the exact scripture, but it says whom the son sets free is free indeed. And I, and I know God freed me from, from those cigarettes. All right. So you heard my stepdad's testimony and you heard how he tried to quit smoking cigarettes, couldn't do it, gave it to God. And then one night God took it away. And it's been five years since he actually probably a little bit more than five years since he smoked cigarettes and he doesn't have a desire to do it anymore. And so getting back to our scripture, Paul is warning believers to not become a slave to any lawful activities, to anything. And so in our example of cigarettes, you can become addicted to them. And the minute you do that, you start to depend on them. And the minute you cannot quit doing it on your own, you are now a slave to them. 
And that is a sin. Whether it's spelled, whether smoking cigarettes is spelled out in the Bible or not, once you become a slave to something, once something becomes controlling over you, other than the Holy Spirit, then it's now a sin. And so the good thing about having a relationship with God is that he can deliver you from your strongholds in your life. He can set you free from them. Just like he set my stepdad free. And the timing may not be immediately. The timing may not be when you want it. But it's going to be when God feels it is most needed. When whatever he's trying to get you to learn, he can get you to learn it. He will deliver you from it. Or his grace will be sufficient for you to be able to not allow that to be a stronghold in your life anymore. So until we meet again next time, I encourage you to be a blessing and share your testimony. Share any strongholds that you may have overcome so somebody else can be motivated and overcome them as well. Because if God does it for you, if he did it for my stepdad, he can do it for somebody else. And your testimony may be the very thing that sets somebody free. free. Thanks again for joining us on the Blessimony podcast. Make sure to visit our website, blessimony.com, or download the Blessimony app, where you can continue the conversation from this podcast by sharing your thoughts and testimonies on the scripture. You can fellowship with other Christians or check out the Blessimony blog. Oh, and I almost forgot, if you found any value in this show, we'd appreciate our ratings on iTunes, Spotify, or on the platform you use to listen to the show. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about us, that would be a huge blessing. Until next time, peace, peace.